0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial, Steve Peasley President, KPP Financial, Independent Thinking, Shared Success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon everybody and welcome to Invest Talk. It is January 30th. We're coming rapidly rapidly to the end of the month and Super Bowl this weekend this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. And I just got back from New York this, uh, this afternoon, a couple hours ago. And I really appreciate all those who met me both in Dallas and New York. It was a fun time. I enjoyed meeting people. New York was a lot of fun. My wife liked it a lot. Anyways, but I do thank those people who uh, set up an appointment and met, met, met with me. Um, and hopefully um, we'll be in touch. But anyways, welcome to the show. We've been certainly seen. Been, I've been watching the market, and it certainly is volatile. I'll say that. That I mean, today, inter, inter day to day, down up, down up. I mean, it was pretty volatile. So that uh, you know is uh, as a concern, you know, um, because volatility is picking up. We'll see. Well, welcome everybody to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, as I said, January thirtieth. And uh, I think volatility will continue into the new year. I've been warning about that. I think we've seen it already, and I think it will continue. The question is really, the question is is this volatility going to turn into a a correction, A, a bear market? Is it? That's really the question, which I can tell you at some point in history going forward, we will have a bear market. What is a bear market? Where well, the market goes down more than 20%. We will have a correction, which is around 10%. That's a decent correction. I think we'll have a decent correction of 10% or so within the next couple months. Maybe three. That's my prediction. And it's probably worth very little because no one can predict the market. But I think that, that, that the odds are high of that. And I'll get into it a little bit more later. So, but if you listen to Invest Talk on a regular basis, you know Justin and I spend a great deal of time, a lot of time, on investment strategies, on how to on risk tolerance, how how much risk you're taking. You know, and the goal is for everybody to achieve financial freedom. Me, you, everybody. You know, that's the goal. Financial freedom to me means doing what you want to do rather than what you have to do. If you're working at something you love doing, then just keep doing it. You'll never. You know. You already have. Uh, you know. You already have a working life that you enjoy. A life that you enjoy. I said not a working life. A life that you enjoy because you like doing it. You're not going to be one sitting on the porch and doing nothing forever for many years. That's just boring. Anyway, so we all work toward that financial freedom goal. I'm Steve Peasley. I certainly hope you'll call me today on invest, with your, any of your investing questions. Uh, at least before the you know before the end of the hour we do this every day Monday through Friday, four to five Pacific time. So my, I'm hoping the questions and answers answers and questions will help you become a better investor. But you know you drive the conversation you tell me where you want to go you ask you tell me you get to direct the conversation. So what kind of questions do you want to talk about? What kind of, long as it's financial, I'm willing to do that. So you got a call. I'm live right now, 888-99-CHART, 888-99-CHART. Okay, let me thank the investors listeners again. You know, I, I do really appreciate it. I really invest you listeners. I, I appreciate you, the listeners, and meeting with me. And talking to me, I really get a, a a kick out of listening to everybody's different life story. It's really interesting. I, I kind of like it. It's, it's you know, and I share mine. Don't don't think I don't. I do. I mean, I tell you all about my life story if you want to know. I don't know how, you know, that might be pretty boring for you, but I will. I don't mind. So, but I do appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. Now, I explained how my company, KBB Financial, can show serious investors how to optimize your portfolio, your assets. That's my job. How to make it earn more money. and, and, And if you don't want to take a lot of risk, how to make it earn more money and not take a lot of risk. If you don't mind risk, okay, but, you know, there's, there's that balance of what you want and what you should have based on your age and your risk tolerance, those kinds of things. And that's what the, these meetings are, are all about. And, of course, you do realize I have a number of programs. I have five of them, and I have money in each one of those programs. I call it parallel investing parallel investing because i i might put my money where my mouth is i ride along with you in each one of those programs i am buying the same stocks same percentage same price so that's how i try to you know I, I, it's all about you know what you are trusting me to manage your money you are okay I, and i you know i think that anybody who you trust to manage your money should be putting their money alongside yours it's that simple anyways. What's going to be my main talking point today? How about this? Uh, the CBO, Condu- Congressional Budget Office, it says U.S. national debt is expected to rise to $31.4 trillion by 2030. If it continues on the current path, the gap between spending and revenue will widen, possibly hitting 180% of GDP. So we're going to talk about that. Just so you know, The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, is one of the most, they make the worst predictions. They are never correct. Never. Because, and I don't blame them. I can't, you can't blame them. Because all they do is take the projections of right now and forward them out 10, 20 years ago. But the politicians change all the time. They don't stay with what they do. They change, things change, and so they can't really they you know they scare people. I see pe- them scaring people for years and years and years. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do you know. you know our budget's going to kill us. Well, yeah, it is bad. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But to try to predict it, it's impossible. But we're going to talk about that today. Also, got some other things we're going to discuss. Um, Two things you should cut back on if you want to be rich. This is a study by TD Ameritrade. All you had to do, uh, uh, what they did is they looked at super savers, super savers, people who save 20% or more. And what do they have? Two major things in common they have. I'm going to discuss that. Is the bear market coming? Well, the answer to that is yes, but... Win. It's always win, huh? So I'm going to explore that a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about some of the the, uh, economic numbers today that came out. And I want to talk about the coronavirus and how it might affect the economy. Our economy, not Chinese economy. We know it'll affect that one. It's already affected it. But our economy. Those are things we're going to talk about. The Dow up 124 today. The NASDAQ up 24 and the s and up 10, but it was down most of the day if I remember right. I was in the plane a lot of the time, so it was hard to catch what actually happened. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and take a caller. Let's talk to Steve in Oakland. How you doing, Steve?
2: Hey, what's going on? Good to talk to you. Happy Thursday. I have a question about a stock. It's uh, KLAC. CLAC. It's in the semiconductor uh, semiconductor equipment space. I actually purchased it in 2008 at 106, oh. and I'm up 62% oh, wow. and uh, wanted to know what your thoughts are on it at this point. It's in the taxable account, and uh, I'm not so sure if I should keep it or what are your thoughts. I know that it's almost at a 52-week high, so your uh, wisdom okay. is appreciated.
1: Okay, that's Corp. Um, manufacturers uh, manufacturers, process, control, and yield management systems for RIC, nanoelectronics, LED, and data storage. So that's what they do. Uh, they're going to purchase up to uh, – last, late last year, they said they're going to purchase up to a billion dollars of their common stock. It's a $27 billion company. So don't think that that's a tremendous amount. It's what not quite five percent, four percent or so. They have they have very good earnings. They have very good earnings. Uh, in the 2020. The estimate for 2020 because we haven't got the final number yet is nine dollars and ninety one cents. That's seventy percent more than the year before. Next year it's going to be eleven dollars. The estimate is for eleven dollars and one penny. That's another eleven percent increase. Sales have jumped up in the most recent quarter twenty nine percent. Before the quarter before that was a September quarter. We still don't have this fourth quarter numbers yet, uh, but the September quarter up twenty nine percent. June quarter was up eighteen percent. So it's still growing pretty fast for such a big company, and the PE is it's a one hundred seventy two dollars stock. Eleven dollars earnings next year. Eleven dollars per share earnings. One hundred seventy two dollars stock. So we're looking at what at a um, let's see. 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, about 18, 17, 18 PE. Frankly, I don't think that's that much based on uh, based on the growth and sales of this company. It's doing very well. pays a 2% dividend. Return on equity is very high at 62%. Cash flow is high. They have a little bit of debt. That's the only kind of, you know, the debt is a little bit high. Not that they can't afford it. They can. Um, um, Steve, I don't think I'd sell it. I don't. I, I, I think I would hold on to this. It still looks pretty strong. So you know, it's been weak here uh, recently only because the whole market has been kind of you know flopping back and forth. So, but I I think I'd hold on to it. Steve, thanks for the call. Looks like a good stock to me. Good pick. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. and and if you live or work in Southern California, that's where I am. I encourage you to contact me or Justin Klein at our KPP offices in Irvine. You can make an appointment to meet with me uh, or him or both of us and we'd be happy to meet with you. And we'll take a look at your portfolio, try to work it, take a look at it and see if, what kind of condition it is and relate that to your retirement goals. Okay? So call us. You can reach us at InvestTalk.com. You can send us an email. Give us a call. I'm taking your questions live.
2: 888-99-CHART. It's a fast moving Invest Talk Thursday. Steve Peasley has returned from his portfolio review consultations in Dallas and New York. And now the conversation is all about helping you achieve financial freedom. The Invest Talk phone lines are open. Call Steve 888 99Chart. 888 992
1: 4278. Let's talk to Caspian in Sunnyvale. How are you doing, Caspian?
2: Hey, I'm doing well, Steve. How are you?
1: I'm good, and thank you for the call. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I was wondering if I could get your input on the symbol HDLV. It's a high-dividend, low-volatility ETN, and I was just wondering what your thoughts in general on an investment vehicle like this would be, and if you'd uh, recommend it for someone who's looking to generate a little bit of, uh, yeah, just a little bit of dividend income.
1: Okay, it's an ETN, uh, uh, Exchange Traded Note, that's what that stands for, everybody, Mm -hmm. ETNS versus an ETF, it's a little bit different, and it's linked to the monthly compounded two times leverage performance of the MVIS Global Mortgage REIT Index, okay, so, you know, you're, uh, you're attached to the more, more, uh, attached to uh, real estate investment trust index, a mortgage real estate investment trust. So, therefore, if interest rates go down, this should do well. But it's a global one too, not just U.S. So that's you 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 gonna it gets complex because of that, you know, and because of the leverage, the two times leverage, two hundred percent leverage. It pays eleven point four percent dividend which is really, really high. How long it can keep that up, I don't know. And this would be, don't think, uh, don't think, uh, cast me in that this is uh, you know safe. It is not. This is very risky. Don't think that dividend is secure. It is not because of what it's attached to. Uh, and it's using two times leverage. Now, we don't know. I don't know from what I can see how it achieves two times leverage. How does it get to that? What is it doing? So you got a lot of unknowns there. So I can't really tell you. A rec- I would not recommend it if you want that. You know, that's what I would say. Simply because I don't know how it's constructed. I don't know how they're achieving what they're doing, and I don't know the global mortgage read index very well. I don't know though, what the global mortgage, mortgage real estate investment trusts, what they'll do in the future. It's very difficult. Thanks for the call, Casian. On the next invest talk. The new survey claims that 90% of Americans say money concerns impact their stress level. Yeah, I believe that. And they wish they could have a fresh financial start.
2: We'll get to that tomorrow. Eighty-eight,
1: ninety-nine 99
2: Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now. Ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART.
1: 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Grant in Wisconsin. How you doing, Grant? I'm good. How about you, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. How's the weather up there in Wisconsin? Uh, cold, icy, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, you know that's that's the winters of Wisconsin. I never, I have never spent any time in Wisconsin. I drove through it once, but I never spent any time. What is your question, Grant?
2: Uh, so my question: I'm just kind of starting my career out, and I'm planning on maxing out a Roth IRA. And I was curious mm-hmm. um, what you would recommend for allocating that, and if you would recommend maybe holding a portion of that uh, monthly contribution in cash because and waiting for a market correction or you know what exactly you would recommend for kind of a young investor like me okay
1: well you got plenty of time so this is my my standard spiel when you're a young guy and you're just starting out just put the money in the market and don't worry about it but i think the market is overdue for a correction uh, you can try to be a little bit more careful. It depends on how patient you can be. You can put the money in the IRA or the Roth IRA, put the money in it, leave it in money market, or you can buy a short-term, uh, ultra-short ultra bond fund, which will give you a little bit better return than just a money market, uh, and wait for a market correction. Now, this is the problem, Grant. If the market goes down 5%, is that deep enough for you to go buy? If the market goes down 10%, is that deep enough to go buy, you know, and buy something? You never. What if it goes down 15 and you put you bought at 10? What if it goes down 20 and you bought at 10? This is the hardest thing. When should you start buying? Okay, I'm going to give you a little rule. When the market start putting money aside, put as much as you can. When the market goes down 5%, start buying. Okay, if it goes down, don't just don't dump all the money in. Just buy more and more and more as it goes down. Keep putting money in as it goes down. Okay, that's the best way to make the money. Hardly anybody can do that, Grant, I'll, I'll warn you, because people get scared. They think the market's going to keep going down, and they don't realize it will stop. I just can't tell you where it's going to stop, but it will turn around. It has always recovered and gone up higher. It's just a matter of time. Now, what should you buy? Probably just a mix of the indexes. You know, the Nasdaq, the S and P five hundred, the Dow, the Russell two thousand, whatever you know, whatever you feel like you want to be in. If you bought the Dow, that's the big thirty biggest companies, right? The S and P five hundred, the five hundred biggest companies, the Nasdaq, the one hundred of the biggest companies on the Nasdaq exchange, which is full of tech companies, stuff like that. So I would just do the indexes, ETFs of the indexes, is what I would do. Grant, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Stay warm. My main talking point today concerns uh, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office. U.S. national debt is expected to rise $31.4 trillion by 2030. Can that be right? Well, it could be, and it could be totally off. Could be more, could be less. Remember, the CBO only takes what it has right now and projects out. Well, gee, you're, you're projecting out 10 years. 10 years. You know how many things can change in 10 years? What what we can take away from, from, with this announcement and with this projection is we can take away saying, yes, we are way overspending. The government's way overspending. No one cares. No one's addressing this issue. No one cares. At some point, people are going to care. Okay? Investors will care. People will care. But we don't know where that point is either. Just like we don't know where the bottom is or the top is for the stock market. We can know, for instance, the stock market is overvalued. We can say that. But we don't know if it will stay there for how long. It can stay there for years. We don't know. But someday, this is the problem. Someday, remember, we are we are spending more than we're earning. Our government is, right? More, They are spending a lot more than the taxes they receive. So what they do, when they spend a lot more, they have to borrow that money. Okay, who do they buy or borrow from? How do they borrow? They issue treasury bonds and bills, and people buy them. Right now, they're getting, what, 2 and 3% for those things. Very low interest rates. As, a, as the U.S. keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper in debt and issuing more and more and more treasury bonds and bills, Some point, people are going to say, Hey, you know, I'm taking a little bit of risk here. I think I need more than two, three percent. I think I need five percent. I think I need six percent. I think I need seven. And the inflation days in the late seventies, early eighties, I don't remember exactly when that period was. The Jimmy Carter days. Let's just say that Jimmy Carter president. Uh, inflation was running, what, the eight, 10, 12 percent? And treasury bills, treasury bills, were the 30 years, were paying like 10, 13, 14, 17%. You know, if they had paid that in our debt now, you know how much of that would take. That would really restrict the U.S. growth. So it's very, very a bad deal. At some point, it's going to be recognized. Okay. Most everyone is waiting for the big game that was the weekend. I am. Super Bowl 54. TV advertising in the game is big business, as you know. But do you realize that the post-game social media replays also make is a significant amount of money? That's a ton of money they're getting for that, too. So, the trivia question today. What was the total dollar volume among Super Bowl advertisers in 2019? And the percentage of the 2019 Super Bowl TV audience, how much was female? I'll have the answer for you after the break. But now, I'm taking your questions. 888-99-CHART.
2: Overall, I feel pretty good about our investment decisions. But there are times I wonder if our current 401k plan could be doing better. I mean, which funds are the right funds for me? For us. You're listening to someone who could benefit from KPP Financial's Active 401k program. I can't spend all my time following the market and I'm sure it would certainly be a big help to receive advice based on real data from unbiased advisors. The Active 401k program features math-based models to guide you in and out of the various investment options in your plan, KPP monitors and advises. You take action with the Active 401k program. KPP clients immediately see current investment recommendations configured to match their personal plan preferences.
0: Active 401k.
2: Okay. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial. This is InvestTalk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call 888 99 Chart. 888 992
1: 4278. Okay, I asked, I asked a trivia question. What was the total dollar volume, total dollars spent on the Super Bowl advertisements in 2019? And what percentage of the 2019 Super Bowl TV audience was female? And how much is it going to be this year? Okay, 2009, this is 2020. Total volume among Super Bowl advertisers grew from 158 million in 2005 to 336 million last year, 2019. For 2020, this year, Fox has announced they have sold all their ad inventory, all the spots, there's 77 slots. In the 2020 game coming up on Sunday. They sold them for $5.6 million each. And they're going to make $400.4 million, $400 million from $336 million last year. Now, how do you think that compares to other sports? Well pretty favorable guy by the way. The 336 million CBS received in ad volume for the 2019 Super Bowl was more than the 288 million ABC got for the 6 game NBA Finals. So one game last year the Super Bowl 336 million, 6 games for the final NBA 288 million. How about how about baseball? The seventh game of the World Series. the It was 191 million. That's what Fox received in ad sales for the seven game World Series. Seven games in 2019. 191. Remember, the Super Bowl is going to get 400 million this year. Okay, that's a pretty big difference. Super Bowl is much bigger. It's only one game. What's really disappointing is they don't share a lot of that money with the players. Players get money, don't get me wrong, but they don't get nearly as much as the baseball players get. Isn't that interesting? And Super Bowl makes a lot more money than this, than, than, so I find that interesting. Anyways, last year Super Bowl delivered the lowest ratings since 2005. Lowest ratings last year since 2005. The median age of a viewer, 47 years old, and 46% of the audience is female last year, 46%. Okay, okay, and a little bit, one little bit more. The most watched Super Bowl ad online last year was a Stella Artos beer commercial. It had over 48 million views across top video platform platforms and websites by Monday following the game, 48 million views. Tells you how powerful Super Bowl is, really, for ads, for ad you know driving the ads. Anyways. And by the way, did you know that both teams are red? wear red? Ch- Chiefs and 49ers have red. So who's going to wear their bright red jerseys? Well, that'll be Kansas City. Okay? gave you a bunch of stuff. As you know, Justin and I uh, place a good deal of weight on the value of listener participation. You... So let's go down to Invest Talk. Let's go to the Voice Bank. All the I try to get to these questions, but sometimes it's difficult. So here's a question that came in earlier at eight eighty eight ninety nine chart.
0: Hi Steve and Justin. I'm coming in with a question regarding this company Qualcomm. Q C O M. Wanted to get your opinion on the company, what the outlook is and what would be a good entry point. For the stock I listen to your show every time it's on, so I'll be listening for the answer to this question thanks bye
1: okay Qualcomm been around a long time now uh, in the nineteen late 1990s is when they came on scene and they came up with a CDMA and HdMA HDC and DMA it's something like that uh, which is a way to uh, uh, speed up signals and condense them across airwaves for telephone connection now data connection so Qualcomm designs CDMA and OFDMA based ICSs and systems software used in wireless handsets modem cards and networks they get little a little bit of piece of every phone call you make just about okay They've been around, as I said, they, I, boy, they were growing super fast when in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Now, they're a big, giant company. They're $100 billion size. They're going to make $4.19 this year. That's 18% higher. Next year, they're projected, um, projected in 2021, they're projected to make $6.12. That's, on, that's almost a 50% increase. Now, how are they doing that? They're, they yield 2.8%. Return equity is one hundred and fifty-one percent because they they do so well because they they make a little bit on every phone call they don't they don't they, they provide the system and then if cell phone users use it right AT and T Verizon they all use it anyway sales is not as great okay it's kind of erratic. For instance, in the most recent quarter, which was be September quarter last year, they fell 17 percent. But in the June quarter, they rose 73 percent. These are sales I'm talking about. So the sales have always been kind of erratic for them, and usually they're involved in lawsuits because they're making people, you know, they sue people if they're not. They think they can use some of their patents. It's quite a, quite a few patents they have. Uh, is the company going to continue to rise? Uh, well, I think you know it's an eighty seven dollars stock and gonna make six dollars and twelve cents next year, if that's true, then that tells you that the PE is only gonna be about thirteen fourteen. That's pretty low. So even though the stock has gone from fifty dollars a share a year ago to eighty seven now, I think it's one of these companies that you just hold on to as a big blue chip company. They only pay two point eight percent dividend, but that's that dividend's always rising. So yeah. I don't I don't have a problem buying it here I don't now, of course it'll it'll fall down harder on the next pullback whenever it happens but you know it's I would love to see you get in the high 70s instead of the high 80s because it's 8778 87.78 dollars 78 today thanks for the question appreciate it 88899 chart 888.9924278. Okay, uh, two things you should cut back if you want to be rich. This is a TD Ameritrade research paper, and and it, what they did is they studied the people who are super savers, and they how they define that is anybody saving more than twenty percent of their income. What are they spending their money on? How are they how are they able to spend twenty percent of the income? Two things stood out. Two, and it makes sense if you think about it. Every one of these people that are saving a lot of money bought a very affordable house. Smaller house, people. Smaller mortgages. And they drove old cars. Those two things. That's how they got rich. That's how they're able to be save 20%. And that's how you could do it. How about that? I think it's a great great idea. You can you can be rich just spend less than you earn. And these people are spending 20% less than they earn and they're saving and investing it. That's how they got there. It's that simple. I'm Steve Peasley, you're listening to Invest Talk and you're in good company. We keep statistics on this as you know and I you know been Uh, talking about a little bit. We get about 450,000 downloads each month, and we're right around 20 million total downloads. And I want to thank everybody for making that possible. I do appreciate it. Please be sure to tell your friends and family members, please. I would like that if you would. If you enjoy the show, they probably will too, if they have the same interests as you anyways. You can listen to it on the web at investtalk.com. We're live on the web, four to five Pacific time every day, Monday through Friday. If you then, of course, you could download it, podcast. Appreciate that too. And of course, you can call our KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California if you want help with managing your funds. Be happy to do that. Be happy to talk about it. Or if you just want some guidance, we'll do that too. So for now, though, we're live. Give us a call 888 99Chart.
2: Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial. Talk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are the principals of KPP Financial and they are independent financial advisors. This means they place their clients' interests ahead of the firm's. As part of that commitment, KPP Financial practices parallel investing, where Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about Parallel Investing and the other KPP financial programs at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, you know, the coronavirus is in the news. And, of course, it's affecting the stock market. It's affecting the uh, Chinese economy pretty heavily. I think it will, by the way, pretty heavily. It's starting to already. They've cut a bunch of, you know, things out. Um, but, you know, the coronavirus and everybody, you know, I saw the other day that people are, people are thinking that it's something to do with the beer, Corona beer. It has nothing to do with the beer. I saw that on the news, that Corona sales were way down. Corona Beer says, please, come on, be realistic. Okay, I know my audience knows that, but, you know, come on. Um, Anyways, uh, update on the Chinese economy. It uh, is affecting their economy because they're restricting travel. I mean, they've locked down certain provinces and cities. 35 million people in China are impacted. Now, of course, there's 1.2 billion people, but, you know, it it is affecting, going to affect their economy. There's 8,200 cases that are sick in mainland China, and nobody necessarily believes that because they know China doesn't, you know, they don't have the good systems that we have. In the United States, we only have five cases. Five. Five. Okay, but it is in 18 countries spread so far. Chinese say that 171 people have died, but again, we don't know how good they're keeping track. The virus is not contained. The World Health Organization, uh, uh, you know, says uh, it will continue to grow at least in China. They're keeping a pretty tight rein on this. Um, they haven't, they have not declared it a pandemic because it's not big enough; it hasn't spread enough yet. The CDC centers Centers of D- D- Disease Control in the U.S. announced detection of the first person-to-person transmission. I want everybody to take a step back. I really do. You know, step stay, stay back because we only have five cases here in the United States and we are totally on top of this. And you know, how, okay, we have five cases of people having this. Do you know how many people have the flu? Okay. How many people have the flu? The flu. 15 million. Five cases in the United States. No one's died yet. How many people died from flu so far this year? So far this year. This year, I'm talking about 2,000, this January, 8,000. How many people, how many, how many people die from the flu every year? 650,000 people die from the flu every year. How many people die from this coronavirus virus in China? 171? See, that's what I mean. The flu is a lot worse. To Get a flu shot. I mean, <laughs> you should worry about the flu. We don't worry about the flu because we just, you know, no big deal. We, we accept it. But the flu is a lot worse. So what I need, need you to do is everybody just, you know, take a breath. Don't panic. I, I guarantee you a year from now we'll look back and say, yeah, that was pretty bad in China. It wasn't too much in the rest of the world. It wasn't much here in the United States. Just letting you know. Let's go to Edwin in the Bay Area. How you doing, Edwin?
0: How you doing, Steve?
1: I'm good. Thanks for the call.
0: Yeah, I just want to know what your thoughts on PCG Pacific Gas.
1: Okay, that's Pacific Gas and Electric headquarters in San Francisco engaged in the, the generation of distribution of electricity and natural gas in North and, North and Central California. And, of course, you know what the issue is, right? It's California, the fires, you know, and, and the lawsuits against them about the fires. And the question is, is are they going to survive? Yeah, they're going to survive. Um, I mean, they went down all the way down to, like, four-something, or I think intraday they were below $4 a share. Today they're at 14 and that was back in November. So I don't think you have – they're going to make $3.07 next year, uh, and it's a $14.91 stock. That's going to be much less than the $4 they made in 2018 per share. But they have the overhang of California fires. This is my worry, Edwin. Is the next fire going to be blamed on them again? And the next one after that? That's the worry. As an investor, that would be my concern. California is very a very litigious state. Everybody sues everybody. And everybody's going to go after PG&E because they have the deep pockets. And that's my biggest worry. Now, they have insurance for this. You know, a lot of insurance. I don't know how much it covers what they have to pay. But this would be my biggest concern about this stock. It's a utility. Utilities are really stable companies usually. But California may not be as stable. So that would be my biggest worry there. Um, I think i probably go look for another utility somewhere else. would be my preference, Edwin. Appreciate the call. Thank you. This is the Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here. And that's to help you achieve financial freedom, whatever that means to you. And of course, our work is going to continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888 99Chart.
2: On the next Invest Talk, a new survey claims 90% of Americans say money concerns impact their stress levels and they wish they could have a fresh financial start. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278.
1: Let's talk to uh, Nick and Hayward. How are you doing, Nick?
2: Yeah, fine, sir. Hi, uh, Steve. How are you?
1: I am good, and thank uh, you for the call.
2: Yeah. Uh... I see Alibaba has been going down because of this uh, scare in uh, China and all that stuff. Yes. Do you think I should pick up mm-hmm. some more when it goes down a little further, or what do you think?
1: I, I do think it's an opportunity. I really do. I, it was as high as $230, and it probably got ahead of itself anyways, and today is at 208 So that is a little over 10%, 13% maybe correction in the stock. And it's a question of, is that deep enough? Is it going to go down further? Um, Alibaba, everybody. The symbol is B-A-B-A. Provides global online and mobile retail marketplaces via tabayo.com, Tmall, and com and other sites in China, Hong Kong. It's out of Hong Kong. They're going to make seven dollars and thirty-eight cents this year, two thousand twenty. They're scheduled to make eight dollars and ninety-six cents next year. But with this uh, coronavirus, that could change. We don't know. But I don't think it changes the basic structure of the company. It's still in. in it's still going to grow. It still going to, may not grow forty percent like it has been growing. Maybe it's going to go 25%, 30 percent until this this uh, coronavirus gets passed. But I do think, uh, Nick, you're thinking correctly, and this is an opportunity to pick up more or pick up some... But don't overload it if you already have, uh, you know, and remember, I don't like have anybody having more than about 5% of their uh, overall portfolio. I, li- I prefer a 3% of your portfolio position in any one stock, but no more than five. But if you have less than that, you want to, you like the stock and you think it's going to do well, then you could do that. I- I'm thinking it might be a little early. Because I don't think we have all the news out on this coronavirus yet in China. I don't think we have the whole story yet. Um, So I wouldn't be in a big rush to get into it yet. I'm hoping that it'd go all the way down to about uh, 180 or so. That's what I'm hoping for because I don't own it. I would like to buy it if we got down that low. I would buy it. I'd be a buyer. Nick, good luck with it. B-A-B-A is a symbol. Alibaba Group Holdings, everybody. A Chinese company. Chinese companies are going to get beat up. We know that, right? Obviously, they're going to get beat up. And there's going to be some opportunities there. Should be anyways, I'm thinking. 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278. Okay. Um, is there going to be a bear market? Bear market. Bear market is where the stock indexes go down 20% or more. The answer is yes. There will be a bear market but no one knows when i don't know when but i can tell you certain things see no one can predict when these things happen but we can we know what is based on history what kind of conditions we are in? What kind of condition the market is in? Right now, we know it's overbought, meaning there's been too many buyers. And that's why we're seeing some, some any excuse for it to go down, like this coronavirus, or is, is an excuse for it to go sideways, at least, is, is a reason for the, for a correction. There's extremely high bullish sentiment. When there's really high bullish sentiment, when there's high bullish sentiment, that means a lot of people are in the market already. So there's where is more money going to come from to keep driving prices up? Also, the enterprise value versus sales. Which is a relationship enterprise enterprise value divided of the S and P 500 divided by the sales of the S and P 500 is at very high levels. It's higher than it was at the height of the dot com. That's that's one of the, but not all relationships are that not that out of whack. Just this one is way out of whack. So based on different things, you can say the market is probably overdue for a correction. The last decent correction we have was a year ago last December. So go back to last December and go back a year. Okay? It was a 10% correction in one month. Will that happen again? No one. I don't. We're going to get a 10% correction. Just be careful out there. Just be careful. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Tomorrow's Friday, and I will return with highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter that I'll be writing tonight. In the meantime, feel free to access our library of condensed podcasts at Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or InvestTalk.com. Have a great night, everybody.